Okay, wait, 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 wait. Here we go, guys. We are looking live now. What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Xbox Roundtable Podcast. This is show number 291. If you enjoy all things Xbox, then hey, you've come to the right place, of course. I'm Invader, uh, your familiar host for the evening, and it's always great to see you all here uh, as more people just cycle in. Tonight we'll be covering, well, a few topics as per usual. BlizzCon happened the other day, we'll go over our thoughts on that event. Also, Bungie announced a large amount of layoffs, including some key figures, surprisingly. We will touch on that one as well. Plus, Xbox now uh, blocking unofficial third-party accessories. We will totally get into that. Uh, Dang, there is lots to pick apart tonight. But of course, let me introduce all my partners in crime tonight. And I have many partners here. Starting off with Centurion. Hey, Desert Man, how you been? I'm doing pretty good. Just been kind of relaxing around the house, uh, making content where I can, just hanging out with the wife and uh, playing playing a lot of RoboCop at this point. I feel like I put everything on the, the back burner because, uh, like, Dude, I don't know what to say about RoboCop. I was, I was kind of, you know, after after coming off of Gollum earlier this year, even though I knew it was probably going to be a crap show, you're just kind of like, is this going to be a license? You know, when it comes to licensed games, is this going to be a little bit lackluster? But no, RoboCop is actually turning out quite well. Um, the story's there. They've really connected it with at least the first two movies. I mean, one of the main pr- protagonists is uh has basically has large dealings with somebody from the first movie uh they even snuck an easter egg into it uh when it comes to lore like there's a part in the game where you're helping somebody in a vhs store uh and they were talking about different movies and uh one of them was like yeah the uh that movie right there almost didn't get made because the director or the one of the producers and the somebody read the script and threw it in the trash and the guy's wife got it out of the trash and told him to uh, reread it because there's a lot of substance there. And that's actually a little bit of the story behind RoboCop. That's actually kind of like going back to Grimes last week when he said, watch that thing on Netflix about it. Yeah, when they when the um, one of the people that happened to be signing off on the bill for RoboCop uh, did not want to make the movie because he felt like it wasn't going to be a good movie and the dude's wife convinced him otherwise. So there's definitely good lore there for RoboCop fans. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I mean, I don't have the game in my hands as of yet. Uh, for whatever reason, Amazon is uh, has a delay on the Xbox oh, wow. Series console. <laughs> yeah, for the Xbox so... Series version, so... There's also stuff that make it fun. So there's mod like so, RoboCop has his own skill tree as you as you solve crimes and mm-hmm. there's even parts where you walk around Detroit City and write people tickets. Like it's like his little visor goes off. Somebody's parked too close to a fire hydrant and you stick a ticket on their car. It's kind of funny, um, but that's where it's kind of like giving. Uh, rise to the idea that RoboCop just didn't walk around shooting everything. He did do mundane police work as well. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you have his skill tree, but there's also a modifier for his pistol, and you can get these different circuit boards to put in the pistol. 
And depending on how you level these circuit boards up, you can give the gun uh, certain characteristics. And the one I'm sticking with right now is where the gun reloads itself and is fully automatic. So liter and by the way, RoboCop's gun is the one gun in the game that has infinite ammo to begin with. Hmm. You could light this thing off and hold the trigger the whole freaking time. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. right. it's so freaking fun when there's like just people everywhere and you're just, just spraying everywhere. <laughs> all right. All right. It's good to know. Good to know. How's the humor as well? Are, are there like uh, commercials in the game as well? Or Oh yeah. The commercials are there. Right. Um, there there's definitely... Uh, there's definitely the old humor of the uh, of the old movies in it. Like you, you see uh, one of the uh, you see one of the gangs in the uh, thing go psychotic on one of them, and they basically pump a cop full of freaking drugs, Odin him right on camera, and like they're just mm -hmm. it's like that whole Mad Max like characteristic of how the gangs acted in a RoboCop originally. Uh, but yeah, like you actually see like everybody remembers the the weird car like i think mm -hmm. the sux 6000 or whatever like dude the cars match the 80s look the cars that were advertised in the movies are in the game uh they definitely this like i didn't know did anybody know it was done by nacon yeah 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 i didn't know that at first i feel stupid because i mean that's the guys who did terminator yep. and uh um by the way invader i found out if you actually own the digital version of Terminator Resistance, there's actually an upgrade path, and it was like $13 to upgrade upgrade mine to uh, the complete edition. Yeah, but what about if I stick my disc in there? I guess no. I don't I don't know. You you could try. Hmm. I don't see, because I, I know, like, they even said that there's an upgrade path. I just don't know how that would work for a physical disc. Hmm. Uh, I have to give it a shot, but... Uh... It works for other games, there's a couple other games like uh you can upgrade the disc version of uh control to the control ultimate edition which gives you the the xbox series x version so like i'd assume you'd be able to do it and the disc just kind of acts as a license key for both versions mm -hmm. no, i didn't know that because i i bought the comp the ultimate edition of control yeah. and i i actually got rid of my disc mm -hmm. i think i gave it to a friend of mine hmm well, that's something I'll have to look into. I was thinking about it the other day. But, uh, yeah, no, good call, Sense. Good call. Uh, moving on. Crusader. Hey, how you been? 100% at Alan Wake this week. It was pretty good. Ooh, you're dedicated. Yeah, I'm all, and I started Dishonored 2 um, uh, yesterday. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm having a. I'm having a good time with it as well. All right. All right. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, yeah. I did see you uh, posting about Dishonored too. Uh, I only played the first one, but uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, let's see. Moving on down here. Grimes, pal. How you been? What's going on? I've been good. Uh, terrible regarding video games this week. Unfortunately, can't stick to one game has been jumping between <laughs> so many games i've been playing a phantom liberty which is such a good dlc if you have cyberpunk you should definitely uh play it forza i'm still playing forza uh, i've been playing dead space and f1 23 uh, 2023 so ju jumping between those four i'm close to uh, finishing phantom liberty 
But after I'm done with that, uh, I think I'm gonna go back to either Starfield and or uh, Life of Pi. But there's so many games. I also want to play that new Yakuza game. And then just like, uh, you know, Centurion has got me so excited about Robocop. I, I want to play that as well. So I've been doing good. Just mm -hmm. can't, can't finish games like so many games. Out there. Um, Just to warn you guys about Robocop, because it just it did dawn on me. There is an audio sync issue right now for whatever reason the the audio is one second ahead of most of the animations so like it, it's kind of like you'll like i mean like so yeah it could sometimes throw you off when you're like watching their lips not forming the words right but i know that's easily patched out and it's just a very mundane issue is that on all systems or just xbox I have no idea. I, I've I've reloaded my game multiple times. It, it, it's I've tried looking it up on the internet to see if it's across all systems. I haven't seen anything, but you never know. But it could be just on Xbox, or maybe it might be something localized to me. But I've tried multiple times reloading my game and starting it over, and it's always like off. I know it's just something that they're probably gonna patch. Oh, all right. Thanks for uh, making us aware of that. Sent much appreciated. Uh, moving on down, Shockley, I saw you sneak in there. How have you been the past week? Um, Shockley, oh, probably. Oh, good, there you sorry. go. <laughs> Trying to get my mute off. Oh, pretty good. Just been doing uh, some retro gaming with my Saturn. Um, did a delay, uh, You're a little muffled, oh, bud. Oh, my bad. These uh, AirPods <laughs> Hear me now? It's about the same. It's about the same, yeah. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so far I've uh, been doing some gaming on my uh, Saturn. There's a recent like new update on my uh, satiator. Basically, just goes into the back of the Saturn and has stuff. So I've just been getting back into uh, my Sega Saturn. <laughs> There's so many gems on that um, that I haven't. No, for sure. Just uh, check your uh, mic there. Just a heads up. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Moving on down here. Dots. Dots, buddy. How you been? Been doing good. Um, I haven't really been doing much this week gaming-wise because I was actually on a vacation um, down in the Floridas, being in the Disneylands, spending the money. So, you know... Um, but no, everything's going well. Um, I got back with my haul. Got some cool stuff at Universal Stu uh, Hollywood Studios uh, from the Star Wars land, including like my own custom lightsaber. Um, I showed it to Crusader earlier today. Um, it do be pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> I I came down into into his abode, <laughs> and I and I was just like. Ma your mom says it's my turn on the Xbox and I ignited the blade and it was it was it was a good time. <laughs> not to not to be that guy but because of my, how my mind works, you just said I showed another man my lightsaber. Yep. 
I, no, 100%. I'm pretty sure most of the guys here thought that. <laughs> nope, no remorse. That's what happened. All right. But, wow. <laughs> um, but no, um, always happy to talk about games. Uh, I was when I came back, I was looking through some news stuff, and um, I'm excited. I put a post up on Twitter saying, you know, I got we got Age of Empires DLC, um, Age of Wonders Four DLC. We got that Warhammer Realms of Ruin coming out. Um, Stormgate just put out that they're doing a beta in this upcoming week or two, which All is right. awesome. They're the they're the Frost Giant Studios, a lot of ex Blizzard devs trying to make their own RTS to kind of give back the old StarCraft field feel. So I'm excited to see what they pop out. So RTS and strategy games, we're in a we're in a good spot this year. So happy, happy me. Yeah, that's great. I mean, hey, I, I'm a fan of RTS games myself, so uh, that makes me pretty damn excited as well. Um, all right, guys, before beginning, uh, you know, we only have about uh, 12, 13 people currently here. Um, but, you know, hey, we would love to have more, so definitely share this out as the show's just beginning. Also, smash that like button as it does help with the algorithm. And, yeah, hey, if you're a new face here, just, you know, stopping on by subscribe we'd love to have you here um but yeah you know hey we got uh, a lot of stuff to talk about and uh, yeah let's get right into our first topic let's kick things into gear with some blizzcon uh this was the first year with it being a part of well now what was it microsoft's like mega portfolio of conventions i guess you would say <laughs> Uh, cause they got what? BlizzCon, QuakeCon, they got all the cons, they're con men, <laughs> so to speak. Um, we saw some new stuff from Diablo 4, Overwatch 2, and a few other things. Uh, even some hints dropped by Phil Spencer, I would say. Uh, now Shockley, Eric Shockley, but what did you think of the announcements from this year's BlizzCon? Because I know you were saying that you were excited, at least on the, uh, Diablo front anyways. Um, I didn't catch mo most of the uh, BlizzCon, um, uh, or really any, any of it other than some updates. Um, is my mic a little better with that it's one? It's much better. Much okay. better, Infinitesimally yes. better. I think it's just that one was dying. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically the, uh, I was uh, quite, uh, glad to see there were pushing out more of the uh, updates with uh, Diablo. Um, I think with the first one, at least I don't remember as many or as frequent as the like expansions, um, like when they did Diablo 3 originally on the PC. There was only one expansion total, and it yeah. oh, was okay. like yeah, two exactly. and a half, three years yeah. after it launched. So that's cool to see that they're keeping that up, and I don't know if we're going to get any perks or um, as far as like Game Pass stuff, probably not this early, but um, hopefully that's in the future, like maybe in the years later, as we're still playing Diablo 4, you know, we'll have hopefully some free expansions in Game Pass or uh, something along those lines. Um, I'm not a big on the Overwatch or I would like to play World of Warcraft, but, uh, you know, I'm not on the PC, so I'm waiting for that to come to console. That's fingers crossed, but... Uh, <laughs> Not big Overwatch player, but they're getting a new character, so that's cool. Uh, it looks like a 
um, cool looking. Like I, I don't know if he's like supposed to be like Samoan, but yeah, Polynesian um, or Polynesian. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, but yeah, that looks. I mean, it's cool that they're adding a new character. I'm not sure the last time they did that. So, um, at least I I know of all the characters, like, but I, you know, haven't seen them add a new one, but I haven't touched that ever. So, um, just watching other people play, but, um, but yeah, someone else wants to get into the World of Warcraft parts. I've never gotten to play that yet. So, <laughs> but the Diablo stuff looks pretty cool. There's a holiday, uh, expansion or not expansion but event looks like coming up and it looks like they have ways to um kind of honor the people that are like top of the leader boards so uh that's pretty cool just i think they're adding more con- content a lot more quicker and um doing stuff for for the community whereas like last time yeah you had that one big expansion and then you had um a lot of stuff they had to fix before it ever hit console so um, that was a mess on PC. So um, hopefully under Microsoft, they're able to do a lot more of that more frequently and release better content. Um, but And hopefully we'll get some uh, Game Pass. Hopefully Game Pass will get bolstered with it. So um, I'll let somebody else get, jump in and um, share some of their knowledge. Yes. Do we have any Blizzard fans here? Yes, no? Hmm. I play a... F- Brick ton of Diablo. I I used to be a huge Blizzard fan before you know mm. the big allegation the, the front. Twenty twenty one happenings. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I I before that happened. I mean, like you don't have to guess. Starcraft was my biggest thing, but I played WoW. I played Starcraft. I'm the reason Crusader even played Diablo in the first place. And then I eclipsed him like all yeah, things yeah, yeah, yeah. he gets me into. um i played a little bit overwatch i'm not really a fan um and obviously overwatch 2 in my opinion is just a a scam of 1.5 um and uh, i play i played heroes of the storm i'm probably one of the few people who's done that um played hearthstone yeah i played i played pretty much all the blizzard games at that point but like i blizzcon for me i mean i i'm happy it happened once again they say nothing about starcraft and i am left sad and depressed but like now that microsoft hopefully will start taking the reins we might you know maybe not this blizzcon but in the upcoming years we're gonna see some good things happen that's my hope at the moment they're still in the transition so what they're putting out i'm still a little skeptical of um once again though watching the cutscene for the new war uh warcraft trailer that is the one thing blizzard has always blown me away of their animations have been top-notch since the beginning and it it, it just blows me away because i watched the trailer for um the war within and i and i looked at it and i was like Damn! Like, if if only the Warcraft movie was made with this animation and not live action. <laughs> like they 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 have so much like potential there and power there, and you know, once again, it's a waiting game. I can't I can't wait to see it. Um, but but since they're in just transition period, I'm I'm so so on the Diablo expansion. I get burned out on Diablo very quickly, unlike crusader who you know can kind of get 
into it too hard. <laughs> um, like with Diablo three, for example, I love Diablo three. I just the whole season play of hey, reset your character and do the exact same thing all over again. It doesn't really suit. It's not really my thing. I I really like the story. I like Diablo four story. So a DLC and more story is not something I'm opposed to doing. But then once I play it, I'm probably not going to play much more of it. Um, WoW is a, is a crapshoot. It's a hit or miss. I'll wait and see on that. Overwatch, I am re- really going to plan on touching that ever. So, but my, my, I'm hoping. I'm hoping with this transition with Microsoft, we, we're going to see some big changes out of uh, Activision Blizzard. So time will tell. Now, chat's saying, did you hear about WoW in consoles? All Blizzard said was, we are Microsoft now. Yeah, they they said like of course we're like looking into it or something like that along that line, along those lines. Right. Um, yeah. Which is really cool and like honestly expected with like how well uh, Final Fantasy fourteen has done on console and it's also <laughs> coming to Xbox now. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be huge. Like, when that like hits. <laughs> WoW on console would be really massive. Um, I do think that uh, like the the WoW. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you're, you're the wow, you're the wow guy. Uh, this is the first time they've ever expanded, announced more than one expansion at a time. Correct? Yes. Like uh, they announced is... three. Correct. We, we... Like like a, a, like a trilogy to, of expansions. They did. Yeah, yeah to, they did. To yeah. my yeah. knowledge, I don't really know of any major major MMOs that have ever Destiny announced that far it. and ahead. Destiny well, did it. Okay. Destiny the, did Shadow. I know, I know Destiny is an MMO, but like not in the standard sense that I'm thinking. Well, I mean, they, they, they still did the whole like, we announced three years of expansions. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, in, in terms of MMOs like WoW and Final Fantasy XIV and EverQuest 2 or whatever, you know, you play, I've never seen them ever announce expansions that far in the future yeah. before. So that's, that's big. That's, that's and, obviously their names, but. It's interesting that they're like, hey, we have a saga being built. This is our plan. It's interesting. I'm 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 gonna keep my eyes on it. So do um what was it? I had a another question about that. And because the, the live action trailer was for the first one, correct? It was mm-hmm. for the first like it's it's to it's it's to lead into the first expansion, right? There's no live action trailer, or not live action. The 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 the, <laughs> the animated yeah. trailer, yeah, the cinematic the CG CG trailer is what I meant. It looks freaking realistic yeah. live action. Um, yeah, that is the that is specifically for the War Within, which is the first expansion coming out. And I thought so. Is Cataclysm? Because I know Cataclysm is the one for the the WoW classic. They announced that yes, as well. Cataclysm is the fourth WoW expansion. That- They're releasing that in for classic yeah that because i've seen a lot of people very mixed on that i mean that's you're gonna see that with every with every classic expansion that they're bringing back because i mean wrath of the lich king was Mm -hmm. like universally like praised as the best wow expansion so every classic expansion we get after that which cataclysm is the first one after wrath okay you're you're gonna see people be met about it it's just how it's going to be. All the wow questions I have. Indeed. I can, I can answer them pretty well, I think. <laughs> now, 
if Phil Spencer was at the event, uh, and uh, obviously Microsoft wants to put their name on BlizzCon now in some manner, right? And you know, it was interesting. He, you know, he did name drop. You know, obviously he's talking about the franchises Blizzard has and whatnot. Uh, but I mean, StarCraft did StarCraft one and two did come up a couple of times. I mean. You know, I, I would think that they would want to do something with that as well. I mean, I would think that Phil and Microsoft would be keen on... Uh, I don't know about getting it to console per se, but, uh, you know, at least... Uh, I don't know. StarCraft 3, perhaps? Or... Uh, D- don't don't give me hope like that. He'll die. He'll die. Or, he'll come to my house, or, he'll scream, and he'll fall on the ground dead. Or, It'll happen. Again, you know, allowing a studio to do a, uh, what, StarCraft Ghost? <laughs> Gosh, I, that, that, that would, actually, I would love that. <laughs> that That is a long time um. coming. Um, I think StarCraft on console would be interesting. Um, once again, a lot of adapting they'd have to do with that. But, I mean, they managed it with Age of Empires. There's no way they can't do it with, with StarCraft. Halo Wars. They managed it with yeah. N64, right? No? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Um. I mean, but, you can plug in a mouse and keyboard on the consoles too. So even if the controllers, the control screen's not the best, like yeah. it's still available for people who want to play it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm praying. I, I'm going to keep praying. That's all I can do is pray. It would be nice. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I would love to see it come, but I just don't know what their priorities are right now. Uh, they want to do a lot of different things. <laughs> so mobile, yeah, that's mobile. for sure. Oh yeah, that mobile too, right? Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, we... I want Hearthstone to come to console. Uh, well, I guess. I mean, I would play it. I'm mad that it and Magic: The Gathering Arena aren't on console because I would sit and mindlessly play them if they were on console. What about the uh, new uh, mobile game they they had their Warcraft nah, Rumble? I play that. Like, like, these are, <laughs> these are trading card games. Like, I, I. I I would play the trading card game as well. That's about it. I played Marvel Snap if that came to console. Wow. Hmm. Well, we'll work on that. <laughs> I have to talk to Disney about that, but uh, I mean, hey, they got the free reign with all these uh, Blizzard IP now, so I don't see why not. Um, especially if if something like Fallout Shelter can be on the uh, the console, I don't see why what would stop them with Hearthstone. So. Well, because, like, Hearthstone is, uh, it released on PC before it did mobile, I believe. Uh, to be honest, I'm not 100% I'm pretty, sure. I'm pretty sure it was PC first and then mobile later. Hmm. Have to, I'll have to dig into that, but, uh, yeah, anything's possible. Um, how about you, Grimes? What did you think of, uh, BlizzCon? Anything pop up for you, or is it just kind of like, eh, not really that interested? I mean, I used to play the old Diablo games back in the day and I love StarCraft just like you guys mentioned it's such a cool uh, such a cool game and I would love it for it to come back it was so cool to see Phil, uh, Phil there what a guy I mean, it shows how passionate he is about video games and couldn't hide his excitement about Blizzard joining Xbox I mean um he he's so excited to bring us a lot of those games. I, I agree with you, Invader, about him mentioning StarCraft as well. 
he's definitely hinting that it could come could be coming to Xbox or Game Pass PC soon, maybe uh, early 2024. Um, but there are also um, rumors about a new StarCraft being in development by Blizzard. So we'll, we'll see who knows what's going on with that. But what I really want from Phil is to bring back Gabriel Knight and our love forever what a game that is such a classic and just imagine a modern take on that game third person or you can do point and click whatever but a modern take on that game that's all i really want and starcraft of course and after all this he really needs to take a long vacation because of i'm sure ABK has drained all that Xbox team completely. Um, but listen, if people still don't believe that Microsoft bought ABK for mobile, just watch BlizzCon. I forgot how many uh, mobile games they announced, but it's a lot of games. Uh, and, you know, uh, for anyone that knows me, that's not really my type of... Uh, uh, stuff so it's definitely stuff i'm not gonna play i'm not but of course i'm not a uh, target audience anyway uh regarding the uh, presentations i watched uh diablo the diablo presentation is the one that really caught my eye i haven't i've played it uh when it came out haven't played it since then but it's so good hearing that they listen to the community uh a lot of those uh quality of life improvements are excellent to hear about but the question is why weren't they uh there on day one i mean basic stuff that was missing on day one uh like the increased item power that should have been there on day one uh and of course, one another update or change they're making is uh, uh, you, you're going to get better loot, the more challenging your uh, month, your battles or monsters you face, the, the harder or the, the more challenging they are, the better loot you're going to get. Mm -hmm. That could have been there on day one. I, you know, when I played it, I would get random loot don't like a lot of crap stuff of course he that it's uh, games have been doing that for for decades and it should have been there on day one um carrying over uh rewards into new seasons is also uh, a big one a welcome uh, addition search and filters search and filter stash that's another one that should have been there on day one uh and now your stash will also be available in every town but again should have been there on day one uh and just like dot said i'm like i'm one of those people that once uh i'm done with the, the story i'm done playing the game so uh 
but hopefully I'll be uh, back when the uh, the Seek of Hatred expansion comes out next year. And that's really what I, I was paying attention for. Uh, Overwatch, I kind of feel bad for Overwatch because a lot of its character models are really cool, but I find the game extremely boring. I tried it when it first came out, but hero shooters aren't really for me, don't really appeal to me whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, so I never really got going into that game. Uh, is anyone really excited about a new character? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, well, it, it will never happen, but I would like for Activ Activision should include uh, Bleeding Edges characters into Overwatch. A lot hmm. of those characters yeah, the character design on some of those uh, heroes in Bleeding Edge were awesome, and I think they're. Uh -huh. I like. Uh, that's a game I probably played, even though hero shooters aren't my thing. I probably played more of that game than Overwatch. Um, but what it's and it's another. It's not gonna happen either. But what Activision should really focus on. It's on that single player campaign they promise their uh, users. Um, and that's pretty much it. I don't really care about any, I don't care about uh, Warcraft uh, and the mobile games. I'm, I'm happy for the people that are. I just couldn't, I could never get into uh, WoW. But um, yeah. So, looking forward to what's coming next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have the same sentiments as you, Grimes. Uh, honestly, like, I, I've never been a WoW guy, but uh, I know how big of a universe it is and how massive it would be to, for it to come to consoles, especially Xbox consoles. So, yeah, I, I could see the hype there. Um, but, yeah, Overwatch as well. Never been one for the hero shooters, but obviously... Hey, appeals to a lot of people, so who knows? Maybe they can do something with what you suggested. But uh, yeah, that would be interested having a uh, even just a couple of random uh, Xbox characters, Xbox exclusive characters make a guest appearance. You never know, really. Yeah, that could. Master draw... Chief joins the fight. Uh, I mean, look, we've already had it with Killer Instinct, but, and that could drive more players into the game. So who knows? That's correct. That's correct. Now, who do we got here? Centurion. I'm curious about your thoughts on this. Uh, not sure if you had any interest in uh, BlizzCon at all, but I don't know. Please tell us. Uh, did anything uh, strike your fancy? Uh, man, I will be absolutely honest, because um, everything going on around here, I did not tune in. And also, it's the fact that, you know, I feel like... I don't know what to say about Blizzard, man. They have really great-looking games, but the problem is I enjoyed um, playing Overwatch when it was Overwatch 1, and I actually went and did the whole, you know, day one on Overwatch 2, uh, got all my characters ported over, went through all the crazy hell to do that because there was a lot of server issues and stuff like that, and to me, I really hope 
Microsoft really writes the course with Blizzard because regretfully, I'm just going to point out, I'm not trying to bring up another ga- conversation, but games as a service is on its way out the fucking door. Like, I'm sorry, but Overwatch 2 uh, went off like a fart in church, as the guy from WWE likes to say. Uh, people completely did not like how they they basically, like um, Dot said, shoehorned a 1.5, not even a 2. Uh, totally made it free to play and started charging for everything. Uh, Blizzard, uh, I mean, excuse me, with when it comes to Diablo 4, there's things that are literally you have to pay for them. The best stuff in the game, like the skins and stuff like that, can't even be earned in-game. You have to pay for them. And some of this stuff even costs more than the season pass. Um, To me, it feels like Blizzard has a long road ahead of them to getting people like me to want to focus on them once again. Uh, because I just feel that, you know, I'm hoping that Bobby Kotick and the powers that be were the reason why that Blizzard got blinded by the games as a service chase for the almighty dollar. Uh, and I just really hope that they hear that the, the gaming community as a whole is speaking loudly. They could see that there is a large industry shift now that games as a service is starting to fall flat on its face. And also put it out there when it comes to games as a service. Uh, the only games that have been absolutely successful as games as a service were like one-offs. Epic Games with the Fortnite game that used to be PvE, like horde fighting, and then all of a sudden they did a battle royale and it took off. Um, it, it, it basically can, feels like you just can't craft a games as a service game and make it that good. It just has to happen organically or na- and naturally, and no amount of pedigree or development money or or anything that you can throw at it. it. It just has to happen organically. It's not something that can be forced, and I feel like that's where Blizzard has done a lot to make me kind of like, eh, like, all right, it's Blizzard. But that's where, um, now when I hear the rumors that by some chance Microsoft is going to allow Blizzard to have a little bit more free autonomy when it comes to doing stuff, and also now we're hearing the rumors that potentially we're going to have World of Warcraft come to console, me as a huge Elder Scrolls Online fan, would that be essentially uh, what everybody would be, would that be my destiny killer? Would that be my Elder Scrolls Online killer where all of a sudden I stopped playing Elder Scrolls Online because I've been in I've been immersed in Elder Scrolls Online for years. Um now will by some chance uh World of Warcraft suck me in because I, I did pass on it on on PC because that's not where I'm comfortable in playing games and not because I suck on a keyboard and stuff like that. I just prefer to be on my my couch playing on my 60 inch 4K QLED versus my 27 inch computer screen that like that doesn't even have HDR on it because I didn't go out and buy an HDR monitor. Um, and that's where there is things that do excite me for what the future brings for Blizzard. But as of right now, Blizzard, like I said, I'm not going to take time out of my busy day to tune into what Blizzard's doing because for me, uh, Blizzard has, uh, has a long road ahead of them on, like I said, recapturing my attention as a consumer. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, I'm in the same boat as you, Centurion. 
I there's only certain games I really appreciate from the whole games as a service thing. Um, I really don't like it when the industry just kind of gravitates towards the new thing and then all games, all the big games have to have them. For example, the whole loot box craze. I hated it. Didn't make sense oh, in a yeah. lot of games. Dude, like, again, I'm not trying to get it, like, bring up other conversations. They might come up later. But, dude, look at what's going on at Bungie. Look at what's going on at Sony. Look at what's going on at Epic Games. Look at the vast majority of layoffs right now and development purgatory hell. Games as a service. Skull and Bones. The game that, like, literally that should be canceled, but Ubisoft can't. We've saw so many people. Ubisoft can't cancel it because of the money that was given to them by Singapore. Uh, I know. But, like, yeah, but, it has nothing no, to do with that. it being a games of the service. Yeah, but you can't no, even get off the ship. Oh, man. Nobody's looking forward to it. Like, no. dude, nobody is looking forward to it because it's games as a service. They they wanted Assassin's Creed Black Flag, not freaking pi- like half-ass pirate simulator. Like, I mean, like, everybody talks crap about Sea of, Th- sea of Thieves. But, like, dude, like, you want to play a good pirate simulator? Sea of Thieves. Yeah. It won't have realistic graphics like what um, Skull and Bones is at least going to give you. But Skull and Bones, like Invader said, you can't even get off the damn ship. You know, have, have you seen the footage of how you harvest a tree? Yeah, you shoot it. You shoot like, at I, it with I, a I, cannon I, because that's what they did back in the day. <laughs> I have to disagree that games of service are on their way out. I will agree with you that consumers are done with half-assed games as a service. Dude. Games as a service, regretfully. There's too many successful ones still to this day. I mean, Fortnite had 44.5 million players yesterday. Just yesterday signed in. But, well, that, but no, but you're not understanding what I'm saying. Like, you could go at Games as a Service with a billion-dollar fucking budget and still make crap. Well, yeah, because you actually that, need you need you need to not copy what people are doing. That's the problem no, the industry has had. Not, not copy, dude. Like mm-hmm. you got to start small and create something just to see if the mechanic or the mm-hmm. you need to start extremely small. Like look at like how Fortnite started. Fortnite did not like throw all this money at the wall. They created a game that people wanted nothing to do with, and then they found everybody start gravitating to a game mode, and it went from there. And then they've really learned how to craft themselves slowly but surely into mm-hmm. the powerhouse that uh, they are I mean, now. Arguably, they succeeded because they ripped off PUBG and almost yeah. got sued for it. And then the only reason the suit was dropped was because they threatened to pull out the Unreal license from PUBG. Like, but also look at PUBG, though. They, they started off small. As a matter of fact, PUBG was actually a mod. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, I, I still so disagree with the just... premise that it's on the way out. It's not. Consumers are just done with like half-assed like content unfinished games like i i i really don't think it has anything to do with the the model of game like it, it seems like the exact inverse over. conversation that andrew wilson had or not andrew wilson the guy before andrew wilson at ea had about single player games being on the way out they, mm. they're not it, people were just kind of done okay, with so, a lot of the half-assed so samey the stuff is, of the single era play, single player games are never going to go anywhere because of the fact that there is a large majority of people that would prefer to not have some... Like, I'm sorry, but it's the thing with Bungie that's going on right now. They created too grindy of a game. Now, I understand you and Dots play the well, hell out no, of that game. So I'm going to speak but... to the actual issues that the game has because I have 2,700 2, 2, hours in it. Like, 
it, like the issues the game has were completely created by Bungie by removing content, like entirely. The game's had mid expansions before, and players haven't left. So the reason no one's coming back is because of the decisions so, at the actual top at Bungie. So just to interject here, guys, I mean, I would like to go into the next topic. Obviously, we're talking about Bungie, but uh, before we're getting into all that, is uh, does anybody else have anything else to say about BlizzCon or anything regarding it? Yes, no. Okay, alright guys, um, we'll move on, but hey guys in the chat, everybody tuning in, I uh, hope you're enjoying the chat, uh, very lively, and uh, you know, hey, I'm, you know, I'm really enjoying the conversations here, and I hope you are too, please smash that like button, hey, share it out, share this episode out, let everybody know that we are currently live, but uh, yeah, um, as our... As the panel was just going on here, uh, you know, we're going on to some other news, seeing that uh, developers are getting laid off from Bungie. Uh, earlier this week, Bungie announced the uh, cutting of 100 employees, well, roughly uh, 8% of its uh, workforce from publishing, production, different various roles. And it even includes some high name uh High name, like high profile names, like composer uh, Michael Salvatore, which um very sad about it, to be honest. Uh, really like this stuff with uh, Marty O'Donnell and CEO uh, Pete Parsons addressed layoffs, but it's uh, you know, really not kind of soothing things for yes. anybody. Uh, there's also been some new revelations on Destiny 2 and even uh, Marathon early builds. Uh, some people. You know, the tester's not really liking it, but again, you know, I, I do want to hear from everybody here on the crew, of course. Um, you know, Crusader, why don't you, again, uh, lead off here and, you know, just give us your thoughts on the whole matter. Yeah, so the first thing is, fuck Pete Parsons. Okay, that statement he put out was, like, cartoon, like, CEO villain. Like, my my brother, he, he said, you know, it's a sad day at Bungie that these people will leave. My brother in Christ, you made the sad day at Bungie. Um, but, you know, he, he it looks like they laid people off, uh, you know, for, for cost-saving things. Uh, they missed their targets by 45% this year because they had a mid-expansion on top of the problems the game's been facing for almost two years now that they just haven't addressed. They haven't addressed the fact that they ripped content out of the game and no one wants to come back because you can't catch up on the story. Like, the entire Red War, the base game, gone. Curse of Osiris, Warmind, gone. Uh, Forsaken, the best expansion they ever released, gone. Um, all of the seasons that have released since Forsaken, so the non-expansions, but, like, the, the seasonal story content, gone. Like, people can't figure out, like, like characters will just start talking. And, like, we, we've had friends who have tried to get in recently. Uh, and th they're all like, who is this character that's talking to me? And it's like, oh, that's a character that showed up in season 24 that they just aren't introducing to you anymore. And they expect you to know who they are. Like, Bungie has created the absolute most... Like, like, biggest shit show of a game that, like, the veterans are all like, yeah, this is probably, like, after Final Shape comes out, even we're probably finally gone. Uh, it hmm. has nothing to do with the grind in the game. It has everything to do with, um, 
Like, actually, the game is like the least grindy it's ever been because you can just craft almost all of the items. Like, there's no even there's no real need to just play the activities over and over again. Like, it, like it's killed the looter shooter aspect of it, which is why people liked it in the first place. It was an MMO Borderlands, and they they've killed those like all of those elements. And to it. and now like someone like me, I just log in once yeah. a week and that's it. Yeah, like like. When your veteran players are just logging in to do like one or two daily chores, like weekly chores, and logging out, and they're not actually having a passion for it, and like the Destiny content vault, like I, I kind of get vaulting some of the less popular stuff and clearing it out of the game, but the the fact that seasons are just designed to last for somewhere between twelve to three months, it, it it's abysmal, and and like the content that comes out of it is designed to be disposable. Like Bungie threw themselves into a fucking pit of like just just despair, and then the people they lay off have sowed a complete sentiment of Bungie. What the hell are you doing? They laid off their entire community team except for Cosmo. Like they're they're all gone. Liana Rupert, I mean, like, the, the best community manager they've ever had left and went to Riot a couple years back after a person in the Destiny community uh, harassed him and sent pizzas to his home and, and stuff like that. He, he, his name was, uh, it went by DMG. Um, he, he's the greatest community manager that I've ever seen in gaming. Um, rose from the ashes of Curse of Osiris because he was pulled up to be an emergency uh, community manager because Cosmo was on paternity leave and Deej at the time was on uh, like a sabbatical. And a guy was forged in fire in what was previously the worst time in Destiny's history and and, and is gone. And But the entire team now, like with Liana Rupert, they, they, were just, they were all laid off. Liana Rupert was like, if anyone recognizes the name, she was a writer for Game Informer who broke the story on the epilepsy stuff with... Um, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, and then people sent her into her DMs the the epileptic stuff to to set off her epilepsy because she was talking bad about Cyberpunk, and so she quit being a games journalist and went back to being a community manager like she was before, and went to Bungie, and she it was like her dream job, and they laid her off suddenly with no warning. Um, it, it sh like these are the people like that we go to and give them feedback about the game, and from internal reports we've heard that the developers and up to middle management have heard our feedback and they want to make changes to make the game just better and fix the problems that we like incessantly complain about. But evidently upper management just doesn't want to fund any of those changes. And it's resulted in like Lightfall was a mid expansion. It was okay. Like it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. The narrative was terrible, but like the, the gameplay loops were, were fine. The raid was fine. Like it was just mid. And it was the best-selling expansion of all time for Destiny, but it couldn't retain any players because of the underlying problems the game has. And so they haven't been making all of their money off of Silver or Seasons like they normally do in a given year. Um, it, it's it's hilariously abysmal. We're going into the 10th year of the franchise, and final sh everything rests on Final Shape to be a make-or-break moment for the franchise. And they won't give us a straight answer as to whether we're going to get expansions or not after uh, this is over. They won't give us a straight answer on whether or not episodes are subject to the Destiny content vault or not, the the new seasonal structure that they're replacing seasons with. Um, and then there was the whole stuff with Marathon that was a little blown out of proportion. Um, and Aztecross had to give a uh, follow-up, and so did some other people who were at the event. Uh, it was said that uh, there was an event for Marathon 
Uh, it was a pre-alpha test where they invited a bunch of Tarkov and Hunt showdown streamers who actually play the, the, the style of extraction shooter that Marathon is. They were invited to come out and play it. And when asked if any of them would play it today, no one raised their hands because they were told this was a pre-alpha build. And of course, no one wants to play a pre-alpha build today. When they were told, if, when they were later asked if they were interested, most of them did say that like the game felt good, but it's really too early to tell because it's not a finished product. Um, and that got, that's also been delayed to 2025. Uh, it looks, well, all right, reportedly it's been delayed to 2025. We never actually had an official launch window for it anyways. So like it's an internal delay. And it looks like uh, they won't confirm whether or not uh, the final shape is delayed or not. If it is delayed to June, like everyone's reporting, which I assume it is delayed. But if it is delayed, it's going to be the longest season in Destiny's history to get us from uh, this uh, December through to um, uh, what it would be. It would be June of uh, next year. Uh, it's going to be like a seven month season, which is not going to be great for player attrition. Let me tell you what. And unlike Season of the Lost, where they were able to launch the Bungie 30th anniversary, they didn't have anything planned that far out this time, so they're not even going to be able to cover the the horrible gap in the in the delay time. Like it, it's just it, it's it's miserable. It, it's unbelievable the state the game is in, because when Witch Queen launched, uh, Dots can tell you as well. The player sentiment in Destiny was at an all time high in February of 2022. We were we were we were sore and high, and it has plummeted to the lowest it's ever been because they refuse to solve problems the games has, and they've created more in that time period with with weapon crafting and things like that. They, they've they've ruined the core loops of the game that most of the players enjoyed. They've ruined the ability for any new or returning player to enter the enter the game. It, it's it's just abysmal. And then they fed the gall to fire Michael Salvatore, the creator of the co-creator of all of the halo soundtracks and some of the destiny soundtracks are incredible whether or not you like the game they've never fucking missed on the music ever right. like you you load up those soundtracks and you'll be like yeah this is this is from bungie this is from the halo studio you soundtracks slap um and they also laid off michael Schurst, who's a little lesser known he is another person in the music department who created one of the absolute most beautiful pieces of piano music i've ever heard it's called deep stone lullaby it was from uh the mm. deep stone crypt raid in the beyond light expansion won several awards even outside of gaming and they have the gall to lay th that award winner off as well it, like make it make sense and then they 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 also laid off lorraine mcleese i don't know if you guys know who lorraine mcleese are yes. she she was the uh original creator of the halo logo and does a ton of the iconography and logos and things like that for for destiny 2 and as again these are some of the people that make the identity the, the core identity of like the game because like one of destiny's core identities is like all of the like all of the raid music's incredible like you, you're fighting a raid boss and you're like this is my jam and like it, you know the final fantasy 14 has that similar thing with their com in-house composers too but they they laid off their composer at at bungie like it makes us question whether or not they're planning to even continue destiny at this point like it's hmm. it's shocking, but they they almost it's not like they can just stop Destiny either, because even with Marathon coming out, Marathon wouldn't be able to substitute immediately all of the the money they'd be bringing in, and I can't imagine they would want to just shift everyone to another game. They'd want to have both be revenue sources. So like 
I, I can't imagine they want to end Destiny, but at the same time, it's like, how are you not when you're laying off some of your chief talent who made the game what it is, and your chief people that relay back as a live service game, you have to have a good community management team. If you don't, you're you're going to absolutely just lose players because the people that you know those players are giving uh, feedback to, if they don't know what they're doing and don't care about the game, the feedback's not going to get delivered correctly, and changes aren't going to get made. Not the changes we're actually getting made, anyways, because of our management. And, and like like Pete Parsons is. I, I cannot believe that statement he put out. It, it was horrendous. And then he had the gall in an internal meeting to say, don't worry, we kept the right people. Motherfucker, I can tell you didn't keep the right people from the people that we were laid off. Like, just being in the community, you, you laid off some of the people that cared about us the most. And some of the people who made the best music. I, I genuinely hope that... Uh, studios pick up these like super talented people another one's griffin he he ran all the uh, the social media accounts um that man ran some of the coolest social media marketing i've ever seen like leagues beyond anyone else running args and making it so that it looked like sabathun took over the the twitter and it, like responding to to journals and creating inside jokes with like like uh, everyone makes fun of the journalist Paul Tazzy in the Destiny community to, to go need to touch grass because Griffin took over the social media post and had Savathun tell Paul Tazzy to go touch grass. Like, moment in the Destiny community that we all meme to this day two years later. And, like, you lay off the dude that has created some of that stuff. Like, it, it makes no sense. And all of the choices as to who was laid off was strictly on the management of Bungie, right? Some of the cost-cutting stuff definitely came from, from Sony, but, like, Sony didn't outright go and say, yeah, lay off my uh, Michael Salvatore. No, that, that, was a, that was a Pete Parsons special. Um, and I used to look up to the guy as a CEO because he would, like, when um, employees were protesting in the streets over um, things that happened in uh, 2021, he was out there with them. And, like, it's like it's a totally different human being from who the Destiny community is engaged with prior. It's – and, like, why do, like, the Destiny community care so much about the laid-off devs compared to other studios? Well, Bungie prides themselves in their devs. They show up constantly in uh, the video documentaries, the Vidocs, where they, they announce stuff about the new expansions because they let – devs from middle management and even like just regular devs or or some of the the higher management come in and just talk about the game and be passionate about the game and like we, we've seen a ton of these people who were laid off in these vidocs recently as this year i, I know lorraine mcclays was definitely in the bungie 30th anniversary vidoc about uh two and a half years ago at this point like they 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 used to pride themselves with their employees and now it's like they're garbage and they're they're just expendable that, that's the end of my rant it, it, it's just it's horrific horrific mm -hmm. yeah i mean it does suck i mean i do understand that it seems to be again there's a lot of uh, layoffs going on right now in just the tech side of the industry uh, because of the you know different economic things and uh you know i i do understand some measures to cut costs but yeah i mean when i see some big names go it does kind of make me question what's going on and what decisions are being made 
Um, Dots, I know that you're, again, like Crusader, a big Destiny player. Um, what are your thoughts on the matter? Um, I mean, obviously Crusader hit a lot of the, the key points. Um, but like, I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's a very, it's a very hard pill to swallow. Um, the fact that, that people are, uh, some people will look at the articles and they'll see 8% layoff, like the Bungie let off 8% of their staff. And the average person might not, you know, see that as a, as a big number, but it, like Crusader said, the big issue is it was those big names. Like when it's twelve hundred employees, it's like a hundred people. Like, I, I know it, it, it's, it's 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 hefty. It, yeah. It's not it's not like oh you know we let off eight percent of our you know thousands and thousands of no I I it, it's 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 much more impactful than people think and what like me and Crusader were rightfully you know pissed off when we heard oh it's the community team primarily like that was the big one of the biggest hit was the community team because those are the people who were you know our saving grace those were the people who you know kept us involved because they you know at least whether i mean i would assume they cared about their their they cared about their job they cared about the game they cared about the fans i mean all the interactions the the fundraisers the you know Every every single you know event. I mean, Bungie huge on fundraisers for you know different charities and whatnot, and you know community team was a big part of that. And then they throw in, and then we we see that Michael Salvatore's gone fishing, and that you know would blow our minds My astronomically. Broke. broke. It, it it like the fact that we they would take you know, our greatest, like, one of the greatest video game musicians, um, conductors, uh, producers ever. Composer. Composer Composer. you're looking for. I had every single word except for the right one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, one of the greatest ones ever, I mean, from Halo 1 to Halo Reach, like, absolutely, you know, I still listen to some of that stuff on Spotify today. Like, it's so good. Freaking Crusader's favorite songs from Halo 3. Um, one final effort, but or like, the greatest journey, they're yeah. substitutable. Um, but you know, and and the fact that the music of Destiny was was practically its soul. Like I know it's as cliche as that is to say, but you you play Destiny and you listen to that music while you're in a firefight fighting, you know, alien gods and you know time traveling robots. Like they were good, even. The worst raid, in my opinion, Destiny 2, Garden of Salvation, has bangers. That is, like, the one of the redeeming qualities is that that raid has bangers in it. And I hate that raid. <laughs> like, it, 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 it hurts. It really it hurts me. Like, I, 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 I get um, Crusader's anger, and I, I, I match it. But, like, it also just it hurts me. Because, once again, these are people's jobs just getting thrown to the wayside and i know it's not just bungie i mean i saw the news not uh, not too long ago of um the age of empires uh company or uh producers whatnot 
having to do layoffs too. And that hurt. Obviously I didn't, but that that's unfortunately the issue is I don't really, I didn't really have a connection with them, but you know, with Bungie, I knew their names. I knew their faces. They were, you know, they were on the forefront, every new expansion showing us what's coming up. What are they excited about? What's going to happen? And now just out of the blue, they're just being thrown to the wayside. And, you know, and, and especially and especially like you would think, OK, maybe they're, you know, as politely as saying this, you know, the, the company is cutting out the chaff, you know, removing unneeded roles. Not that I think any of the roles that were removed were unneeded, but that's through the business perspective. I have to still think of this somewhat through the business perspective, but you don't drop the ace up the sleeve, Michael Salvatore. <laughs> You don't do that. It makes no sense. It makes like, I mean, no it, sense. It makes sense because of the unvested shares that they're they don't have to pay out. But like, <sighs> which is disgusting to think about. And like, that's in like talking about an investment bank, not a game yeah. company. Yeah, it 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 makes it 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 certainly. If I wasn't worried about Destiny's future before, I certainly am now. This yep. is beyond like. Like, I don't know. I I don't have words for it. It's it's that ridiculous. I just don't know what to say with how crazy this situation is. Could you have and imagined that in February of 2022 when you and I were playing Witch Queen, you know, all day? Could you have imagined we'd be in this situation today in November of 2023? Never. I, I legitimately can't believe we're here after how good 2022 was. I would never Destiny. have imagined. Like it, it, it's, it's mind-boggling that the upper management fucked the game, like fucked fixing the game so much, and fucked shit up with. Because like, Destiny has a history, steep history of implementing things that are just awful, because they think that they're good for the. They think that they're good for the game. Like weapon sunsetting was one of them. They <laughs> they had to undo that twice, twice. Twice. Um, the 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 DCV is the current one that's actually killing the game. Um, the in air accuracy in PvP, where if you're jumped in the air, your guns have like a tenth of the accuracy that they would when you're on the ground, has killed drive to play PvP for a lot of PvP players because it just feels awful in a game that's all about movement. Like they 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 consistently the upper management thinks they have these great ideas because of things that they like from other games uh and they just don't work well in the game and it slaughters the game hmm i mean that's unfortunate uh shockley first then i want to hear centurion uh shockley buddy i mean i i'm not sure i think you used to play destiny i know i don't know if you have in uh recent uh times but uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, the whole bungee matter yeah it's uh i guess not shocking with how like crusaders kind of laid it out uh how They've had struggles to, because it seems like they just, not maybe the devs, but the people higher up of like, hey, how do we help bring people back? Um, you know, how are people supposed to be that are huge fans that put in thousands of hours um, after the Destiny 2 just dropped? Like I did myself, I had so many hours in the first one. 
played all the raids uh, 10 times over. Just um, And then Destiny 2 dropped, was really hyped about that, did that raid. And then after that, that first expansion that we prepaid for just didn't hit. And then by the time this, it was starting to have, you know, much better content, it was just like, um, lost. I don't know what to do. Like, I think when they put it in Game Pass was when we came back to it briefly, but even then that was kind of a mess. That was when the DCB um, started. When they put it, yeah. when they put the game, when they put the stuff in Game Pass, was on the DCB mm -hmm. started, and the, you're you're describing you didn't know what to do. That's the biggest problem the game faces with anything right now. Returning players yeah. don't know what to do. It's exactly. So it's, it. And I've tried to go back to it multiple different times. I'm like, okay, and then I'm just, I don't even know what I should be doing. Like, yep. obviously, you follow the markers of like you're trained to with Destiny, but then it's just like, is this a waste of time? I don't. Yeah, and it's just, I I try to follow different guides, and I'm just like I don't have the time and day to do this. Like, just put stuff in order, or don't sunset stuff. That's the other thing that's annoying because I'll buy stuff on a sale, but but by the time I get to it, yeah, I'm just like it's gone. If I'm not there day one, I'm like I feel like there's no point. <laughs> or if I'm if not in the first few months, it's less. When you're, when your veteran players can't recommend the game to their friends, like I and like Dots and I will not recommend anyone join us in Destiny anymore. We used to. We used to we used to buy the expansions for our friends to have them come back. We won't do that anymore. Because it's it's, it's too just, abysmal for people. They can't play on yeah. their own without us because they, they, they don't know what to do and it's so confusing. And they've just made terrible decisions after it's like they've made and we've seen other makers do the same mistakes as them, but it's just like, I just don't understand. Like, it was already annoying with the whole Gallahorn thing because I didn't buy it. I still, I hate that I didn't buy it when it was in the store that one day. I was like, I want to get a helmet instead of a rocket launcher. That probably makes more sense. Week two. You know, That's usability. And I regretted that for the rest of my... Week two of Destiny I didn't get 1, it until, I didn't get it until Zero Solar again. And I watched people get their sixth, seventh one. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, there ha there needs to be a thing in there that like, hey, if someone else is, it must be, they must be a millionaire like type of chances to get a sixth or seventh Gallahorn before I get one. Like, come on, I'm doing every nightfall. I'm doing every, you could see, hey, if someone's putting in this many hours, okay, at a certain point, let's increase their chances, like the NBA lottery or something. Now, put an extra, entries for me or something like oh, reward yeah. your players figure out something like that because guess what happened with gallahorn you got shunned you got like hey you don't got one cool well we don't want you in here because we want to get through this boss really quick even though i had a weapon that did kind of similar thing it was pretty good they're like no nah, you, you don't have a gallahorn oh okay no go go kick rocks so that was you'll, annoying. you'll be happy to know nothing's that hard to get anymore by a mile like yeah. at all and then they did ruin that part of the coolest thing. Hey, if I didn't get the Gallahorn, I could also get this cool role that no one else has. And then they took that away, which I've said a million times. I'm just like, why would you get rid take of, that away rid of in roles. Destiny yep. 2? That makes me want to come back and play. Why would you ruin that? Okay. But then the onboarding shit, that's just... It's like if I tried... I, ha I even have it installed on my... For whatever reason, I haven't gone to it. But it just takes up space. 
Um, it's it's sad because some of the rating on there was some of the best gameplay experiences you'll ever experience and you'll probably never get to experience now. So, and I'm sure they'll, obviously they're not going to can it right away, but I'm like, I feel like their player base has to get smaller and smaller with all these different games, people being pulled in different directions with a lot more, uh, what do you call it? Uh, games as a service games than ever. If, you, if anyone gets takes spend any more of their time with other games, it's going to be harder for them to come back and they're, so they're going to get less, I think at a certain point, less and less people. And then they're going to just like, can it maybe in a few years after yeah, a while, they can I like, hey, be Destiny open for 3, a while. And they can reset everybody and like, hey, start fresh. And then, yeah. oh, cool. I can jump in now because everything's been, you know, reset back to zero. They still something. haven't closed but, the first game. So like, I don't think like, unless like, they they legitimately couldn't afford the 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 hosting costs anymore. I still don't, I don't think they'll shut down the second game ever. It might not get new content, but like the like it's wild to me that the first game on the Xbox 360 PS3 is still open. Yeah, it's yeah because I, I don't know if they've ever touched as good of raids as they had in the first one. But I mean, I haven't played The Witch Queen or. Well, they're only missing one raid from the first game yeah, now. Yeah, anyway. the only Wrath of the Machines not in the uh, second game okay. now. Crota's End, Vault of Glass, and uh, King's Fall are all Although in. Although they um... changed Crota's End substantially from the first yeah. game, but the other two are pretty like true to form. Yeah, they, they... those were especially the. I think it was the last one that they did. I was just like, you guys have Wrath of the Machine. Yourself. That's the that's, that's the only one that's not in the uh, that... in the oh, in the game not... right now. Okay. That one was like, I think them at their peak, and then. <laughs> yeah, people were shocked that it was it, it didn't come back over Crota's End, but then like they did a bunch of reworks to Crota's End that made Crota's End like really freaking good. Yeah, they just need to figure out a way to onboard people. Just figure that out. Just. They literally I, just I, need I... to copy Final Fantasy fourteen, and they need to bring the campaigns they vaulted back. Like. Yeah. And then they they need like, to hey, have like the first. It three campaigns be free have something that like guides you into it like hey this is what you should do this is what we yeah. recommend you doing because me just getting there and i have to just like figure that out that's a clusterfuck it's so funny they just the first time you boot up the game they'll launch you into the first mission of the current season you have no idea what's going on and you'll have like default rando armor like it's nonsense it's the worst new player experience in a video game hmm all right again yeah. i'm not i'm not into uh destiny so uh just interesting hearing these points uh sorry go ahead shockley no you're good it's it's said uh, that they're having to lay off i feel like that's the opposite of what they should doing be should doing or should be doing and um unless that's gonna help them Basically, they just need to figure out how they can do what I just said, streamline the whole onboarding process, just because that's what's going to get more people in, back in, because that's what would get me back in. I literally I even spent, well, maybe I should stop spending the money and give, or giving them money when I don't play it. The, the <laughs> player retention is their biggest problem, and it's all because, like, new players don't know what to do, because they've killed, they, they've gutted the game over and over. Hmm. Very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. 
Uh, let's see. Centurion Pal, why don't uh, we hear your thoughts on the matter? Um, I mean, I can't remember. I don't think you're huge on Destiny, but I mean, I, I, you must have an opinion on this, I would, I would assume. I enjoy the game. I enjoy playing it. I need to mm -hmm. finish with some of the expansions. I mean, Crusader got me playing it again, but mm. this is where I feel bad in what I'm about to say, but this is where I hate to not, and this is me not trying to be an ass in what I'm about to say, but this is me just being blunt. Currently at my job right now, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that we do not have layoffs. Um, yeah, right. I have like they're like I mean I backpack some stress home at night because while other people get to go home and do whatever the hell it is they want and and not have a have a thought into the stability of the business, I am one of those. Even though I don't own the place, I've worked for him for a long time. And I actually have a large degree of responsibility. And I mean, I'm out there constantly trying to get keep these guys busy and doing stuff. So that way the owner of the business does not come in and start laying people off. Like, I, I know he's a decent enough individual to wait until the beginning of the year after the holidays. And that's where I keep trying to be like, yo, the, you, you know, that's where this is why I hate to say this. But, you know, like I know. I know games as a service is at an all-time high right now, but that's where this isn't the first industry that we've seen all-time highs, and I hate bringing this to, into the conversation as like a different industry, but let's let's use wrestling. I know everybody just kind of like poshes at wrestling, but everybody remembers the Attitude Era, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, some of the best sports entertainment you would ever see did better numbers than Monday night football. Those days came and gone. And there's no way for them to retouch the, um, the only reason why that wrestling got that big during that time period was because of the existence of WCW without the competition there. The basically it, it felt there's no way to ever peak at that point again. Um, and that's where it's kind of funny. Crusader you're talking about like in 2022, we, you know, is this high and we had all these players. It, 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 I'm, it's, I'm not talking about players. I'm talking the game was in a fantastic state. Like it was fun to be there, like as an individual. The studio it had is a lot more abysmal money. to be in the game as an individual right now. Right. And the studio had a lot more money to be able to fund stuff like that. The, You're right. They, but they made shit decisions and they didn't fix the problems that, that were, um, were creeping up on them. Like, right. that's the problem. Like, I genuinely don't believe it's because of any bubble bursting or anything like that in, in the live service. It's legitimately just poor decisions on Bungie's part. No, but the problem is because Bungie didn't... So the bubble did burst, but because Bungie did not decide to fix their product, they're going to be one of those companies that will they survive the bursting bubble? Because guess what? People went back to work. People are going back out and, and going to concerts. They're going back out and and doing well. Sure, that's a gaming stuff. bubble in general. That's not like right. That, that's but not that's, specific that's to the service games. That that's specific. That that's no, that's gaming that's in general. actually very no. It's very no. That's actually very specific to service games also because people have finally realized, like if you actually go and at least read the articles I do, listen to the people I do, I, I'm saying people have realized that their time 
is worth a lot more than sitting around and, and repetitiously for hours on end getting a gun that has absolutely no rhyme or merit to their like there is people out there that really do enjoy games as a service but now they have stuck their their flag in the sand and they have basically said this is where i want to play games and games as a service is peaked in general like it like we're talking about onboarding processes i don't really see them being able to onboard a whole lot mm -hmm. of new players other than people that actually can handle games as a service but there is a large demographic of gamers that do not want to spend umpteen hours going in a very finely crafted circle doing the same looter shooter mechanics over and over again it's actually one of the problems i had it's one of the reasons why i always fell behind on destiny because i'm always working somebody like me who literally has like literally like work sometimes consumes a lot of my life I, and the little bit of time I have, I spend it with my wife. I, I go do things with my wife. I don't have the ability to throw that kind of time at games as a service. So therefore, games as a service is extremely limited me limited to me. That's why I fell in love with Elder Scrolls Online because but Elder MMOs Scrolls are Online, games as a service. No, they but are. Why, They're the original. But, but what I'm getting at is MMOs like Destiny. That basically the only thing that they can really craft is is like i'm sorry but you're, you're, i think you're mixing up the so concept broken. of looter shooter and games as a service because they're they're like one's a genre of game and one's a genre of release like like one's a type of re like release model so like i've never felt elder scrolls online was a grind my question so got... games as a service aren't necessarily a grind like fortnite's not a grind you don't grind anything but fortnite's the king of games as a service if i may they just played yeah go for it oh no if i may if i may <laughs> it's all right um my my question is um where does bungie go with destiny 3 the eventual destiny 3 are they going to... It's not in development no. currently, I can tell you that. So, yeah. So, actually, that's my, my next question. Not not to interrupt uh, you, Centurion, um, or Crusader, but do, like... I mean, yeah, like you said, Crusader, so there's no signs of it being in development. They're no. fully on board Marathon. Well, no. So, it, it, it appears that... Well, they have 650 people working on um, Destiny 2 currently. Uh, Marathon has a team of about 400, and then the rest of them are working on what are called incubation projects, which are basically like their next additional big release. And they want to continue to expand the size of the studio with, to have more development teams and more development teams and more development teams. That's been their goal since that they've said since 2019. Um, like, like the, the, the games are supposed to exist in tandem with each other. And that's why... Tarkov is, or they're, they're focusing on like the Tarkov audience with this next one. It's supposed to be focusing at a different audience of players, like the, the extraction shooters, people who play Tarkov, Hunt Showdown, um, even to an extent some of the Battle Royale players. Mm. Um, so it, it's not really that Marathon's replacing Bungie or replacing Destiny. It's supposed to exist alongside it. I just don't know that Destiny's going to exist because of the decisions that they've made right and they're i mean like you said they do have some games incubating but i mean i i can see what centurion's going on about i mean no. they are kind of knee deep in the games at like bungie screwed i mean yeah no, i can agree with that like they're like screwed. like again no, like no bungie is f-u-c-k screwed so here it is 
all their eggs are in the are in the basket of destiny right now. The basket is falling out. If Marathon flops, yeah, I can fucked. tell you the right, studio so guess is what? fucked. Like this is why I have to laugh when everybody's like, "Oh, Microsoft didn't want to buy Bungie. They're obviously morons." No. Microsoft saw Bungie for what they were, a studio that abandoned a good game called Halo. And the a-holes that wanted to abandon Halo went off and did Destiny. All the people that actually had, the, like, you know, some, a horse in the race or the heart to keep doing Halo went to 343. So that's why I laugh for starters when people are always like, oh, give Halo back to Bungie. No, I wouldn't want Bungie near Halo with a 10-foot stolen pole. Well, because why? Most of the originals that went to 343 touching, and they're gone now. They're all gone now. They're all gone now, but that's where I'm just wanting to point. The problem is, what is Bungie going to do if Marathon flops? Yeah. And and, and that is the big concern, is will Bungie exist in five years? If if Marathon Mm -hmm. flops, Sony will, because keep in mind, even though Sony owns active, I mean, Bungie, I could literally see Sony basically buying themselves out, separating themselves from Bungie, and literally Bungie starts basically d- disappearing into a deep, dark black hole. Yeah, like, they, like, f- the community has always made this joke that this, quote-unquote, is the make-or-break moment for Destiny. Um, Because sentiment is usually at a low right before an expansion, like, just in general, because we're, we're like, we're all kind of... We we need the big content drop, right? Like, we 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 need something bigger, juicier, new to do. And this is the first time since Curse of Osiris where that meme has been a reality, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. Final Shape actually needs to freaking land, and they need to have some core fucking changes to the the game for so, them to to write this shit. But then that was delayed, wasn't it? Most likely to June. Hmm. Um, yeah, Final Shape. They they still haven't um, specifically came out and actually said it's delayed. It's yeah. like almost like they're like beating around the bush, not so, wanting to admit it. Internally, it was only delayed like right before the layoffs happened. Um. So they they may not want to announce it's delayed because they don't know to exactly when yet. Does that make sense? Like, oh yeah, the, they don't. The know decision was made to delay it, but like not. To when? So when I said games as a service is on the way out the door, I guess I spoke to as like broadly as in the fact that when I say games as a service, I'm mainly to me when I say games as a service now, because keep in mind, I do know Elder Scrolls is a service style game, but I just really feel that there's service style games that are designed with respect to the consumer's time. And then there's service style games where they basically, I mean, you might as well have a time clock attached to your game console or your PC and you punch that time card in every single, like I have heard, like Destiny is one of the few games where you will hear a lot, like the player base actually say that the game feels like a second job. Sometimes it's also more demanding. Like I have never in the history heard of a game other than Destiny, like, I have somebody I know right now that I play games with a lot. I won't single him out. Um, he, no, he doesn't have a channel or anything like that, but he's a good friend of mine. Um, but the only thing is, he actually paid some kid $50 um, to actually grind out a gun for him while he was at work. Oh, sure. That, that, that's called, I was just that's like, very common in MMOs. 
uh, very, very common in MMOs in general. It's called, um, uh, um, fuck, what is it called? Maybe Dots. on the PC, maybe on the PC side, but I have hmm. never heard it on the console well, side. And I've been playing Elder Scrolls for a long time. No, I mean, I have, I've never heard of somebody that's like, yeah, I paid somebody. $50 it's called recovering. Of, it's it's, 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 it's a, just insane. Like super big industry in, um, uh, like most MMOs okay. that have uh like high like high uh difficulty end game content. Okay. Um you pay someone and you send them basically a recovery way to get into your account. They play you you pay them to play on your account. Yeah, um, and that that's what it blew my mind. He's like, "Yeah, I'm going to pay some kid 50 bucks for this exotic." And I'm like, "How yeah. how's he going to get you the exotic?" And he's like, Oh, I'm going to give him my account information and he's going to log in and play for me while I'm at work and he's going to yeah. grind the gun out. It's going to take him probably like uh, four to six hours, it's... depending on the drop rate. And I'm just like, it, that That's is a very, game? very common concept in like games like uh, World of Warcraft have that. Um, Diablo historically has had that. Um, uh, so. That that guess, is that is far more common than you think it is. It's no, just, I know it's you need common. to be like you need to be in those kind of like this game system. I don't know that the the economy of Elder Scrolls on, online necessitates it. It's usually if something is super difficult to do, it is when it happens. Destiny, it would it would happen with um with some of the stuff though. In the modern era, number one, you can get banned for doing it now. Um, account recovery is like a bannable offense in the game. Because uh, they don't want people sharing their their account info right. because like that's a well, massive like security thing. Right. With um, Elder Scrolls Online, there is some parts to the game that can be grindy. Like if you want like a specific set of armor or something that's like a tuned to your play style, that's where the yeah. choice comes in on what it matters to you. But the funny part is, not at any time did I felt that I needed something specific to play the game not it ain't the funny part is like i actually went through the i have level nine all my crafting through right. through elder scrolls online if you guys want to know about the grind in El elder scrolls online to get a level nine through all your crafting you literally have to do research and as as you do research it takes longer and longer and finally towards the end game of leveling up it takes 30 days for you to research one object. So it literally takes you the better part of a month to research something. And that's where it was literally log into my account, start all my research and just set it and forget it and come back a month later and do it all over again and just do that. That was the actual ground, the actual mm. grind. Yeah. But there was never any time where I, I was just like, man, I need this gun because this is the specific item that is going to really give me an edge in PvP or something like that. I just feel like with Destiny, they they specifically craft a gun that like they need this weapon and this is going to be the weapon that is going to get player time up in the game. And that's where I just feel like um Elder like Elder Scrolls See Online doesn't feel as predatory uh, of my time as Destiny did. It felt like Destiny they were very predatory in their mechanics in doing what they had to do to make sure I only had time for their game. See, what's hilarious is the reason it, one of the reasons like the game's falling off 
is they basically eliminated all, most of that in Destiny 2. And now no one wants to play because the content doesn't feel worth playing because you play it like five times and then you don't ever need to play it again. Because like the Borderlands style mentality that like drove Destiny and drives things like Diablo and stuff like that, like attracts a lot of people. Uh, it still does. Like like Diablo 4 is like the new season, like after they like adjusted a lot of stuff, drop rates and uh, affixes and stuff like that has been doing like super well. But like they, they added weapon crafting to Destiny so that after you get a weapon with a red border five times, you can then just craft the weapon and put the exact perks on it that you want. And that has killed almost every hardcore player's willingness to grind the game, right? So like they've killed new player onboarding, but they've also killed like the desire for most of us in franchise players. Like I have 2,700 hours in the game. Dots, I think has like 2,800 hours in the game. And like, we just don't log in to play anymore because like the super enfranchise that wanted that, we don't even have that anymore. Uh, exotics, like, like Shaku was talking about like Gallahorn, how Gallahorn was so hard to get. Yeah. No, no exotic in the game, except for like some of the raid exotics are hard to get anymore. They, they, they're, they're, they're stupid easy to, to get basically mm -hmm. every exotic in the game. And it's, it's just like they, they, they did so many things to adjust to get new players mm -hmm. that they lost their enfranchised players. And then they also did these things to try and make it easier to develop the game that lost their ability to get new or returning players. And when I say new players, I don't just mean new players. I mean, new players to the content, right? Like people who lapsed, but might want to come back. Like it's impossible for them to come back to it. It's just, it's just, they, they, they've ruined the game. Right. Right. From all aspects. Well and that's where for somebody like me i'm very into story like yeah. i mean like i'm gonna say it right now game mechanics can only get you so damn far like right like i'm a huge fallout fan fallout 76 felt like an empty shell when it first came out why same mechanics as fallout it felt like a fallout game it looked like a fallout game but it lacked any of the substance that made it a fallout yep. game the story the npcs basically the stuff that you got to associate with it and for me since destiny one i felt that bungie had no idea how to tell a proper story they're 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 it was broken. It made absolutely no sense. You had to go read grimoire cards and go to different websites to even get any context to what was going on. And then Destiny 2 came around, and I enjoyed the Red War. Yep. I, I enjoyed um, for the Forsaken with Cade uh, uh, 6 or whatever his name is. Yeah. But, but that's what I mean. Like, But now Cade is nothing more than a statue in, in the main city, well, and nobody like, who the hell's that guy? Right, and um, you can't go back at, like... The mission where Cade dies is actually... It's the only mission they've ported back in. You can play that specific one. But, like, there's no structure to, to ordering it. And, like, they've been doing the storytelling in-game so phenomenally with the seasons. But then the seasons vanish off the face and of the Earth after the, the year is over. And it's just, like, what are you doing? Why, why like, you're, you're developing where... some of this content and it only lasts in the game for three months. And that's where I had, that's why I say games as a service with respect to the player's time, because I could go, I could go right now and, and start my wife up on Elder Scrolls Online and she would be able to play the original campaign yep. of Elder Scrolls Online and every expansion DLC and everything mm -hmm. that they have put out. 
And like th for them, their seasons are like so. We've got the, oh my god, the new the the new life season. They do it every year. Um, it's actually like a festival. So for like the last two weeks of the year, uh, you'll have like these missions that you go on and stuff like that. And the funny part is they're the same missions every year, but they make the rewards different. And mm -hmm. that's where you get different, uh, like different costumes and stuff like that. So that's actually where you'll tune in for like their seasonal content. But for seasonal content, it's literally you get a different hat. You get the, mm -hmm. you get um, some different like stuff to kind of like, make like individualize your character and gameplay but they have never once taken a piece of paid content and just like kind of like well, well you don't play this anymore so all you're right it. no one's done that but bungie like oh i know that's like that's that's what i said like bun like no one is to like like no market no no one is to blame for the situation that destiny is in but bungie themselves like that oh, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's now... it like oh no yeah no, absolutely. We're not trying to suck up time on this. No, I'll say it. I mean, it, we could have a whole two-hour podcast um, on all this. No, no, and I, I love the conversations that's been going on with every single one. I just want to get Grimes in here on his thoughts before we move on to the last topic. Uh, Grimes, I mean, obviously we've been you know going on. There's a lot to talk about here. Uh, do you have any thoughts about uh, Bungie, the layoffs, and heck, even the state of uh, Destiny right now? I mean, I agree with everything said so far. Uh, the statement was an embarrassment. Uh, the thing with Pete Parsons is that he's got a massive ego, and he probably thinks that all the success Destiny has gotten is thanks to him. And it's really awful how devs are treated in the gaming industry. They're dis disposable. I've with I've worked with people like Pete in the entertainment industry so so many times, and it's just the ego that drives them. Uh, but going back to uh, Destiny, I I did play it. I did play Destiny one when it came out uh, during the three sixty era, and I had a blast. It was such a good game. The mechanics were fun, but. Uh, I was late to Destiny 2, Destiny 2, and as Crusader alluded to, uh, removing content was such a massive turnoff for me as, as, as a new player. I tried it for a few days, but I was so confused that I stopped playing it. And that, you know, that was that for me with Destiny. I also agree with Doc on the music. Music is such a massive component to a game. Just imagine if they might as well just have AI produce music in Destiny, which would be awful. Just imagine having mumbo rap instead of a, a well well crafted uh, composition by Salvatore. Um, and uh, you know. Regarding the layoffs, it's disgusting. Uh, finding out that you're being laid off by being locked out of the uh, company systems. Um, it needs to be called out because this, it, 
they expect you to crunch just so much for a company and then they treat you like you're nothing. Uh, and one way to, you know, people keep talking about Destiny has money problems. How about you stop paying your exec your executives so much money? That's one solution. Uh, I also saw a, a, ga uh, a game dev on Twitter post a few days ago that the uh, current situation in the gaming industry should be addressed at the uh, Game Awards, which I 100% agree with. And in, in my opinion, if the, uh, the situation about layoffs in the industry doesn't men get mentioned at the Game Awards, I'm probably done with it because it's supposed to be an event to celebrate the hard work of these people and then just they're just disposable um and uh i think that's pretty much uh oh and uh crusader did touch on the this but you know blaming devs whenever you uh, see contro controversial moves on on a game or changes being made to a game that makes the game worse nine out of ten times it's it comes from the people on top so i know gamers can get angry uh at things like that but don't don't throw abuse uh people that are just doing what they're told and just treat your employees better bungie you it's a, i don't know what to say about you that's pretty much all i have to say all right all right that's fair grimes uh well said actually well said from everybody i appreciated everybody's uh contributions there i mean you know, nobody likes the layoffs and the situation at Bungie. Again, I was a Bungie fanboy going back to the Halo days. And, um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I don't like the way things are right now there. So, but alas, we'll uh, move on to some other news, guys. Uh, but before we do that, uh, everybody tuning in, uh, if you could, please smash that like button and share out the show. Let everybody know that we are currently live. Uh, we got some awesome people in the chat here. Awesome listeners all around. Um, but yeah, guys, let's uh, move on to our third and final topic of the night. And Xbox has rolled out a new update to its peripheral policy. Uh, blocking unauthorized third-party peripherals, peripherals and accessories on Xbox platforms. Now, some consumers have already gotten error messages regarding their accessories. Um, but I'm not, I think it's officially supposed to be rolled out, though, in a couple of days. I could be mistaken. Now, Centurion, my friend, uh, what, what do you think about Xbox cracking down on these uh, third-party devices? This is a very difficult situation to get into because um, it, it's kind of like me with like what I do for a living. So um, to put it mildly, um, how would you feel? Um, how would you feel renting, a, you know, getting a hotel room and you and your friend get two different hotel rooms 
in the same place on the same floor right next to each other and you find out that your buddy didn't pay the service fee that you did you'd, you'd feel a certain way um and that's the way licensing works is so let's um some of these companies have used um ways to get their proverbials to work on xboxes uh, and even playstations uh but we'll just use xbox specifically um through using dongles and other usb receivers to essentially make it to where their device will work because they are not an officially licensed product they are not allowed to use the xbox wireless technology uh the signal that it puts out for controllers and even headsets that are licensed like i actually have and um i actually have two, a set uh two sets of arctis uh officially licensed uh headsets and they wirelessly connect to the xbox now i do have to hook up their dongle but there is a setting for the xbox and the xbox recognizes it even lets it lets me know that there's a headset turned on um other headsets like through turtle beach don't even need the dongle where you just turn the headset on pair it with the xbox and it links right up just like a controller would uh but then there is some like regretfully we're gonna it like there is a lot of proverbials that come out of China that use a USB receiver that just um, latch onto the console and you just plug them in that are not officially licensed. And, you know, that's where it's kind of funny. Like, as a matter of fact, this is where Crusader could probably even agree with me on this. It's like my wife. Uh, my wife works remotely from home and her job actually provides her all her equipment that she will hook up to that computer. If she hooks up even an like a Logitech keyboard or basically something that's not supposed to be on that system, she can actually get in trouble because they only want equipment hooked up to their systems because for all they like, what if you get a piece of equipment that has a virus in it or something else in it that like monitors your credit card activity and stuff like that? That's the problem with using some of these licensed products. So yes, there is some nefarious people out there that would use products like this to essentially kind of put you know stuff on people's consoles so therefore microsoft is kind of just making a sweeping thing across the the whole xbox ecosystem that no unlicensed product is going to work on xbox from this point now this is where the double-edged sword comes in is like one article i read uh there was an individual there's an individual out there that sold i think like 4,000 4,500 units um basically it's a proverbial for people that have handicaps now the problem is he used PlayStation 3 technology to create his controllers and so yes it requires a dongle and stuff on the on the console to basically force it to work and he never took the time to license these products to work on Xbox so yes there is going to be a large amount of people out there that are handicapped that their devices are going to stop working and I do feel for them. I, I really do. I do think Xbox, it would be nice if Xbox could work a little bit with these companies or Microsoft work, work with them and figure out which, which ones of these companies were making devices and find a way to somehow get it to where this company can become an officially licensed partner. But also at the same time, that is on the fault of the company that chose to not do things properly they decided to loophole 
the rules and go around and and basically find them find themselves a way to save a buck and not officially license their product to work on an Xbox and now they're going to find out that their customers are essentially going to be shut down and that essentially means that th this individual this hardware manufacturer ripped people off because he chose not to do uh what the proper way to license his product to make sure it worked um and that's where like I said this is a very touchy subject because like honestly I don't blame Xbox for wanting to do this because yeah I mean these are very sensitive pieces of equipment and sometimes hooking the wrong proverbial up can really damage them and it, yeah I mean it is what it is I mean I don't know what else to say like they're not PCs they're Xboxes like Xbox has the right to to dictate what will work on that box um otherwise um if you really don't like that then regretfully i mean i hate to say it but pc is the place for you because there's a lot more flexibility um but that's where i mean what more is there to say that xbox is cracking down on this so yeah they're like here in the next few days there's going to be a lot of people whose controllers are not going to work and yeah you're going to have to go out and buy officially licensed controllers to do this All right, all right. Yeah, no, that's a great perspective there, Centurion, and... Um... I mean, it's tragic, you know? Mm -hmm. Some people are going to be like, it's a money grab. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a money grab, too. Like, force you to have to buy stuff like that, but also at the same time, Xbox has a responsibility to its partners, and it, it, they need to, you know, how, do you, how does their partners like Turtle Beach, Arctis, mm -hmm. and all the other proverbial companies that fork out the, this money to be a licensed partner and meanwhile there's people that have circumvented the rules and they're able to get their product on xbox and it basically just it kind of makes xbox look bad so xbox actually has a responsibility to its partners to also protect them mm -hmm. yeah yeah you gotta think about the uh the quality too you know um you know some consumers they might see a, a product on the market that it's like Oh, this costs you know twenty five, thirty bucks less than uh, you know the official stuff, but uh, you know I can get it for this price, so whatever. And they'll think it'll work the exact same or close to it, and uh, yeah, the quality just isn't up to snuff. Uh, let's see, Grimes, I'll, I'll hit you up next, uh, my friend. Uh, again, what, what do you think about Xbox updating its policy like this to? Um... Again, to deal with the you know cracking down on these devices. Honestly, I don't have any issues with it, and as Centurion said, it's pretty much because of Microsoft's partners. Uh, just they're paying a fee, while others are just able to get around it. So it's in order to please. Microsoft partners. Um, it does suck for uh, a lot of the users, gamers, but it is what it is. The only the uh, positive thing about uh, this whole thing is that the adaptive controller won't be affected, which heavily relies on external devices connected to it. But Microsoft did say that. Uh, anything connected to the adaptive controller won't be affected. Yeah, because it, it's not detecting pass-through. Yeah. So anything that passes data through 
won't be affected, which also means it's not going to detect the cheating software from like Cronus Zens and uh, um, mm -hmm. Zims. Yeah. But uh, I, yeah, I think it's a good move and uh, I have no issues with it. I know a lot of uh, fighting uh, controllers are uh, unlicensed, but uh, just both companies need to work with Microsoft and license and just release licensed uh, products. That's it. All right. All right. I can appreciate that. Uh, how about you, Dots? Uh, you got any thoughts on this? Uh, GameStop's going to lose a lot of their products that, that they can sell off to people. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me that, um, you know, there's going to be this shift away from, you know, third-party uh, accessories. Um, but to be fair, it, it is that issue of, you know, that's the third party accessories are also the reason, you know, people can get in hack controllers or get in, uh, you know, those modded controllers. That, and but then there's also the issue of, you know, there's accessibility issues. There's people who kind of need, you know, modded controllers to help them. And I know Microsoft's made some strides in that direction to help. And and it and it's also a lot of built into the games for accessibility issues. So I, I can see the 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 give and take for um for both sides of it. I personally am not the I don't really care all that too much. Um, I know my girlfriend has had a modded not a modded a third party controller for a while, and then I just gave her one of my old normal ones when I upgraded to the Elite Two. So, but overall, um. It's, it's it'll be interesting seeing how the how it goes what happens after it that hits you see the the reaction for everyone when that happens all right yeah i mean i'll be curious too on that uh, i'll be keeping a close eye on the reaction that the uh general public gives because again it looks like a, a few people have uh, gotten it early and well, again, some mixed reactions to it. Um, you know, I guess we'll find out soon. Uh, how about you, Shockley? Um, again, I don't think a lot of people were expecting this, but uh, I guess Xbox feels the need to... Um, I don't know if it's about protecting consumers or whatnot, uh, but at the same time, I don't know. What do you think about this uh, crackdown on uh, the third-party accessories? Oh, I think he's muted. Shock? All right. Uh, let's see. Crusader, I, Shockley seems muted at the moment. Uh, what are your yeah. thoughts on it? So at first, I was very supportive of it because I thought it was going to hit Cronus, Zen, and Zims, which if people don't know what they are, they're pass-through devices that... um uh basically allow you to emulate a mouse and keyboard using a controller or you can use a uh, you can use a mouse and keyboard um, for inputs but your system will think it's a controller but it's not going to be able to detect the pass-throughs because the console sees that as a first party controller so it's not going to actually detect and defeat those devices so I was kind of uh, pushed back and been like okay well this isn't really gonna help cheating in in anything 
And the Microsoft console is so virt like like the the Xbox is so virtualized that it's almost impossible to execute unsigned code on it. That I'm just kind of like, okay, well, what's the point of this? And it was, oh, they they it, it's it's all for their um, third party partners. Which if they were doing this like when the Xbox Series launched, I would be a little bit more supportive of it. But they didn't. They're doing it in 2023. Uh, and to make matters worse, all of your controllers that you've been using since 2013 are still compatible. So they're like 10 years late to doing this when they should have, um, which is kind of really frustrating because that means 10 years of peripherals have built up on the market that are suddenly no longer allowed to be used. That's kind of a yikes policy change, in my opinion. Um, and then on top of that, a lot of the peripherals that are impacted, or, or, or a lot of the people I've seen uh, impacted by this, who are actually complaining about it, because like I, I haven't seen anyone who has like Garbo the controller complaining about it. It's mostly people who are um who are like the only way I can play Rock Band nowadays be it, it, is because I have a third party dongle uh, to connect the guitar or um what have you. Because they don't make those anymore, and Microsoft and no or and no one licenses those anymore. So like, the only people that even make the product are third-party, um, unlicensed people because there's no way for them to get a license. And then you have the issue of this makes Xbox the only person who licenses wireless controllers for the Xbox right now. Uh, there might be one third party that can do it, but if you look at the controller lists, all of the controllers are wired because Microsoft typically doesn't allow anyone to license the the wireless protocol for controllers. Um, and that's kind of a big yikes because even their third party partners don't do it. So they are like cornering that market almost completely. Um, um, and then they're starting to be a little bit less. They said they're going to start being a little less restrictive on the Windows wireless Central software. reported that they have heard they're going to be less. So um, Microsoft actually, hasn't said a thing in my hand right now. I'm playing my Xbox and I have an officially licensed Razer controller. Yeah, that's the one. That that's the brand. Wirelessly. That's the only brand that exists with the wireless. Yeah, it's it's the waiver. It's the Razer Wolverine, right? Uh, no, or is it the Chroma? The... It's the it's the green one that's like almost like see through green. It's a. It's I think, an, I think I, it's the chroma. I also have like also Razer did a 50th anniversary of Star Wars, and I have an actual licensed 50th anniversary Darth Vader uh, controller that was built by Razer because Microsoft didn't do it. It was all done by Razer. And it hooks up wirelessly, and it's licensed through Microsoft okay. and through Star Wars. Yeah, I, I know that they've that they have in the past have been very stingy, which is why like Logitech doesn't have a wireless one or things like that. So if that's gonna change, that's good. But like, again, and another like the other big problem is a lot of the third-party adapters are so that like racing wheels and things from uh, the Xbox One generation will still work. Because there were some compatibility problems, so they created dongles to attach them, so they had the proper, so, uh, they could load the proper drivers that are native to the console. And then you have the issue of some of the uh, like fighting sticks and things like that. They cost hundreds of dollars, so a lot of people have, and th this is true of all systems, will get a dongle so that whatever fighting stick you bought, you can use it on all three. Um, because those things are hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And again, 
like you, you can say, oh, but people are, are, are getting around paying for the, the Microsoft license one, sure. But they've been doing that for 10 years. Like pushing this suddenly onto the consumer seems very sketch to me. Like if you had done it with the launch of a console and said that on the new console, we're, all, we're cracking down on security, that's one thing. But we're, you know, people have had the time to buy these for like a decade. And that's just kind of like, what? I guess for me, what makes it difficult is because, again, in my line of work, I've never bought a third-party controller that wasn't licensed because sure. I've just always felt a certain way about it. And for me, like on this whole con on on this whole concept, it's like YouTube content creators that base their whole channel on reaction videos. Mm. When we all know eventually YouTube is probably going to crack down on you on reaction videos and probably make it to where you're not allowed to monetize those anymore. Or like channels that would do like horrendous vulgar stuff to get attention and monetization and then YouTube cracked down on vulgarity and cussing and they wanted channels to be a little bit more PG and, and so they lost uh they lost monetization. Um that's where it's like, you know, sometimes you need to really think about your business model because what happens if somebody takes your business model away from you and and that's why I've always kind of shook my head at, at third-party peripherals like this on, like, what if Microsoft did something like this? And, yeah, they, they let it go for 10 years. But also at the same time, that's where it's like a dangerous avenue to build your business on, on the back of somebody allowing you to can, to do your business. And that that's where, I mean, like, I would never even want to get I, I agree with it from the company like that. aspect that, like, it's kind of wild that the companies built their, built themselves that way. But that shouldn't be the consumer's problem, especially after 10 years of non-action. That's a decade. Like, that, that, that's a decade of non-action. Like, that, that's like, you know, we, we had Netflix praising password sharing back in, like, 2017 and then cracking down on it. And that's nonsense when, at one point, your company was promoting password sharing as, like, a, as like a good thing. And, like, when Xbox is, like, all of your stuff moves with you and they don't crack down on third party stuff. It's like, well, all of my stuff has moved with me now. Like it's just a little it's a no, little that's... on the nose for me that 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 like the like consumers are going to suffer from this. And some of them might not have known better. They might not have known that the thing was unlicensed. And in some cases, it's the only option. Like, like I said, with the Rock Band stuff, the fact that no one licenses like the, the ability to get those dongles anymore is kind of wild to me. At, at least if I could say that Microsoft would be the one company that would cooperatively try to figure out a way to possibly... This is me just speaking out my ass, too, but I'm just saying that at, out of all the companies that would be receptive to sitting down at the table that somebody that made right. a third-party third dongle like that... They would be like the only ones that would probably be receptive on, okay, what can we do to make this possible and make it work to where we please our third-party partners and that we also can please our fans because you are actually providing a service because we all know that Microsoft is now the caretakers of uh, Guitar Hero and stuff like that. So therefore, it's actually in their interest to keep that demographic of customer alive because if they ever want to resurrect that IP, yeah. they need to keep them entertained. But like, if this was on the plate, like, look at PlayStation right yeah, now. Like, there like, is no third party. No, because they, they cracked down on it at the beginning of the PS5 generation. They they disallowed right. it when the PS5 launched. 
Oh yeah, I um, forgot about the PS4, that. The PS4, the PS4 allowed um, the the third party stuff. The PS5 does not. Hmm. That that's why none of it exists because Sony Sony barely even licenses it, and that like that that is a problem in itself. Like, and we we can talk about that. That like, yeah, Sony already implemented this, but they implemented it at the start of a generation and set the consumer expectation that they're not going to do it or that, that, that this isn't going to be available. All right. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I totally, yeah, I totally forgot about that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, that, that's why like, there's like, I think only the Wolverine, the Wolverine's the PlayStation one. Um, and the Wolverine, I believe is the only third party control, or there might be uh, two. There's, there might no, be another uh, one. What is the one that like begins with a V? It has modular joysticks in it, and it's not PlayStation's one. Um, I don't know. It's like the, the, there's only a handful. Like that. It, it begins with a V. It's like white and purple. I I don't know. I've stared at them at play. I've stared at them at uh, I've stared at them at uh, GameStop a time or two, and even Best Buy. And I've thought about mm. getting the PlayStation one because the here's the crappy part. The PlayStation version is wireless. The Xbox version is wired, and I yeah. always thought it was PS. Yeah, like, and that, like that's one thing. Like, I wish that this had like, like, it feels like again with like the 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 very obscure third party stuff. Like again for the like hooking up your guitars and stuff like that, right? That that was kind of overlooked in this, and that this probably came out well before it was supposed to. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they should have had a lineup of third-party wireless ready to go. Like, a large lineup with their partners. Um, It, it just feels like this was this was mm -hmm. pushed well before it should have been. Yeah. As well. Yeah, you'd think that they would have had something ready to go yeah. when this dropped, yeah. Have they said anything on fight sticks? No, they haven't, and like the that like like, like I said, the, the fight sticks are an issue because they're so expensive, and people buy yeah. one and they use them on all three systems. I got two expensive ones, and so yeah, they need to figure that shit. I I it's one. I have two. Yeah, May flash sticks. So well, and, and for like, some reason those aren't, then I'm gonna be. They can't. They got another not where to screw that up because especially with Killer Instinct, <laughs> like. Don't fuck oh. that. Oh, especially, yeah, that's coming back this year, and that would be really bad if the fight sticks aren't... Because uh, technically, that yeah. Mad Cats one, which was officially licensed because it had Killer Instinct logo on it and characters, I still think that would fa probably fall under the same thing because it was just Mad Cats. Um, and there was probably nothing... And that was ba that released back in, like, 2014 or 20... Like, way early, right after the game launched. Yeah, so... Mm -hmm. Like, I'm pretty Nintendo? sure. Have you seen huh? what you can do with Nintendo? Nintendo, oh. you can hook an Xbox or PlayStation controller up with a with a little dongle. Oh yeah, right oh, now. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've been considering getting one of those best, for yeah. the for the Switch because I don't like the Switch Pro controller. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I personally, yeah. I well, love I think, it, but I think <laughs> it's what it's it's probably unfortunately what it's probably going to end up being is they're going to do this and there's going to be such a backlash that they're going to reverse it. Mm -hmm. Well, it, at least they're gonna they're gonna the... fix it for yeah. Like, because imagine they do that for their fighting community and no one can use fight sticks. Yeah, with You're Killer Instinct fucking... coming out, they they really have to fix the fighting stick. Unless they just want to just kill that IP and just kill out any fighting game community on. Because I mean, a lot aren't... of people still playing pads, but like, 
there aren't Xbox um, licensed fighting sticks, are there? Other than that old Mad Cats one. And it, even if that was licensed, I don't know if that's if the Xbox is going to de- detect if that's licensed because it was so early, right? Like, in the Xbox One, right? They may not have even had the same type of I licensing think it program. Came out maybe yeah in twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, yeah. something. It was super early. Thirteen. Uh, and and they were hard to come by. They're rare. They are. Like, yeah. There wasn't very many of them. So. You know, Killer Instinct, because that's supposed to, there is supposed to be like a, a, the anniversary update for Killer Instinct uh, this year, isn't there? Like, that's still supposed to happen? That was announced at Evo. Uh, if it's the anniversary, would it be, well, I mean, there's only, what, a month and a half left, pretty much? Yeah. Of the year, so. I thought they announced, didn't they, they announced an Xbox Series X version of Killer Instinct for the 10th anniversary. I'm not crazy, right? No, you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, so that should be this year. Should be. But I don't know. I have to uh, have to do a quick search on that. But uh, yeah, that that is coming. That is coming. I'm just not sure exactly when. But you would think for the anniversary that would be coming in probably a week if it's supposed to hit the original anniversary. So if this got Zims and Cronus Zens, I I, I would be 100%. I don't care about anyone else's peripherals. Get rid of the cheaters and first-person shooters. Hmm. But I'm sad. It's not going to impact us. <laughs> uh guys any other uh comments before we uh close off yes no all right all right guys i think um on that note we'll start uh yeah just shutting things down here and again a real like fun one talking about uh, blizzcon xbox changing its uh, accessory policy and of course the uh bungie layoff drama now, a huge shout-out, of course, to all the wonderful people that joined us tonight. Uh, and if you did enjoy our banter tonight, then please drop a like, share this episode, and of course, sub to the channel if you're new. Next, over to the outros, and I will start off with Eric Shockley. Uh, Shock, I really enjoyed your commentary tonight. Uh, lots of, lots of uh, really uh, thoughtful comments. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, as always, you can find me at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. Um, but yeah, good topics tonight. Uh, thanks for stopping by. But uh, and hopefully uh, everything goes well with <laughs> with these uh, peripherals and uh, and Destiny. So <laughs> here's to the coming years, and we'll, hopefully we'll figure out how they uh, differentiate. Did they give us? Oh yeah, that's what I forgot to mention. Did they give us a uh, way for I'm assuming they did for like third parties to like get their stuff licensed like obviously new stuff will but I'm just wondering about existing stuff probably not um, for exi- I mean existing companies Mayflash is still making all those universal fight sticks like newer versions I, I have um, a feeling that some things will be retroactively licensed in order to appease um, small communities so that they don't disappear yeah, I, I feel like you might, we might be okay on the Mayflash sticks because it does use a wireless controller to kind of connect. Like you have to plug it into. It's different than you have to plug, you plug it, it into it an into Xbox the, controller. Unlike, yeah, you don't have to do. Oh, it it'll on probably the PS5. be fine then. That's a pass through. Okay, sweet. Yeah, that that'll actually probably be fine then. Um, We're good. Yeah, PS Five, you don't have to do that. But on this, you do. 
Yeah. yeah, because what should be happening is it should be registered as an Xbox controller, but you're 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 basically using the other thing as input. That's why the Cronus Zen isn't bannable, like or like why okay, why it isn't cool. detectable with this because it, like that device isn't actually connected to the Xbox. You're you're the little device is faking being a uh, the controller and using the inputs from the other one as if it was the controller. So you should be fine. All right. All right. Sounds good, guys. Sounds good. And uh, since we got you here, Crusader, uh, again, good show from you tonight. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, X, or whatever it's going by these days, um, at Crusader3456, where you'll see me ranting about the people who uh, um, complain about Xbox backwards compatibility program today. That was a that was a good one. I'm like, the program's great. So yeah, find me there and enjoy my rants about uh, more games needing to be made backwards by compatible. All right. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I do love my backwards compatibility. Uh, moving on down here. Grimes. Hey, I thought you had some really good stuff tonight, brother. Where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Fake Mayhem on Twitter. Fake Mayhem OG on Twitter or uh, Lobo Grimes on Instagram. All right, short and sweet. I like it. I like it a lot. Moving on down, Centurion. Hey, I loved your input tonight. Uh, really good stuff from you. Where can everybody find you? Oh, uh, yeah, great conversation, guys. Always a blast to be here and have these combos. Uh, for those interested in finding me and the crazy world I live in over on my YouTube channel, you can find it at Centurion1307. You can also find me on, like Crusader said, Twitter, X, whatever the hell it's going by this week. And also Xbox Live, again, at Centurion1307. And you can also find me right here every Sunday night on the TXR podcast with this amazing group of gentlemen. Too kind, too kind. Uh, but yeah, guys, follow him. Uh, next up, we got the Dots, Dots RTS. Hey, good stuff from you as well. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, no. Once again, another good Sunday night. Uh, I lo I love the heat. I know it's all it's all uh, love love here, but I I do I do enjoy when we actually you know get that engagement going. So that's always fun to 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 listen to. But yeah, um, yeah, you can find me at uh, dots rts on on the twits the twitters and uh, chaos dots are also on Xbox. And yeah, I'm I'm. I'm back from Florida, and I'm back to let's get back to some gaming. And November, November's looking good. I'm seeing a lot of positivity on November, so I can't wait. Dots is back, baby. Dots is back. Hear that? <laughs> All right. And, uh, of course, I'm Invader. You guys can find me on my YouTube channel, at Invader Gaming. I've been recently putting out some guides for uh, a Lovecraftian horror, uh, horror FPS called Forgive Me, Father. I got some achievement guys there, so check them out. I'll be doing more as the uh, the week goes on. But yeah, check me out there. And uh, yeah, great, great show tonight. And we look forward to seeing you all here on the next one. Later, folks.